survives a heart attack. <laughs> I like to say we're live. Actually, we're not <laughs> live because when they hear it, it'll have been probably a few days have gone by, but uh, we're live here right now. Humble beginnings, man. Hopefully we, we will have some, uh, some live podcasts later on where we can be a little more interactive you know, with our listeners. But for right now, when we say live, this is what we mean, baby. <laughs> so, yes thank you welcome to the show this is our first episode our podcast is going to be about a little bit of everything to be honest everything and anything all the little things interesting things boring things crazy things whatever whatever we experience in daily life uh, we're going to talk about it so we're on both sides of the atlantic and experiencing what we will be talking about today coronavirus <laughs> from uh from from both ends yeah i am i read today according to the world health organization i am in the epicenter of this coronavirus shit so uh, that's what we'll be talking about today nah, man I, not to cut you off but i actually was looking at a live map yesterday and it kind of showed you real time you know in the world how the coronavirus is affecting us so on and so forth and in Europe, it was just lit up, man. It was, and obviously I have, I have you guys over there, I have my family over there. So that's always uh, concerning. But yeah, man, you're like in the melting pot of it, which is weird because at first it was thought that it was an Asia thing. And I mean, there's a lot of theories out there and we'll get into them. Um, now, you know, a new one is, was it made by the government? So on and so forth. But I just, uh, I don't know how I went from Asia to you guys being, you know, the, the continent, if you will, that, you know, has the most cases is pretty alarming, man. Yeah, it is. It's crazy. You can see it moving. It's like, I mean, okay, it's a virus. I guess it is <clears throat> alive, but as, as a whole, how you see how you see how it moves through uh, the world and starting in, in Asia and made its way slowly, you know, West. And um, it's, it's really crazy. I mean, especially with this, you know, global, the globalized world that we have today with travel being what it is. Um, you can, it's crazy that you can literally see it spreading, like, you know, like slithering across the world and um, hitting every, every country and continent as it goes. But yeah, it's, it's been really eye-opening for me being here to see how it went from, you know, sort of a, page two uh, story or whatever um, about uh, some wet market in, in China to where we are now. It's, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. I agree, man. I think for me, you know, at first, and I, you know, I think if there's one thing that we want to exercise, um, you know, on this podcast is being transparent with our listeners for our first uh, episode um, or segment, if you will, we were really thinking about, you know, going a totally different route. Um, yeah. But then kind of life plays out and this just kind of blows up. And it's funny, I, you know, I went ahead and I sent you a message. I was like, hey, man, I think we should touch on this. And you were right there with me. And for me, it was, you know, what's really changed my mind as far as do we want to talk about it? Because, again, the media is shoving it down our throats. You know, it's everywhere you go. So obviously we don't we don't want to, you know, do more of of something that may be annoying you. Right. That's not that's not our, our exactly here. But, you know, when you see how fast it's spreading, when you see how now it is a pandemic, when you see that it's at your doorstep, I mean, I think we'll be doing everybody a disservice, you know, not talking about it. Hopefully we can give you guys some information that you didn't know 
Um, so it could still be refreshing in some sense. Uh, but yeah, man, it's, you know, it's something that you can't ignore for sure. Yeah. Speaking about information, um, I think, so there are a couple of things I want to touch on regarding this whole Corona thing. Um, a little bit about what's actually going on here. Um, so I don't know how present the news is of, of what's happening here over there. Also, maybe we can touch a little bit on some of the crazy conspiracy theories about where this virus came from. I think that's always interesting. And um, I can't remember now what the, what the other topic was, but we, we want to get into those, or I'd like to get into those. But I want to first talk about information in general, because, you know, our original topic for today was actually social media. I'm not sure. I mean, I don't have numbers, but I think the information that's going around about what's going on with the virus, even in the best, from the best sources, it's uh, sort of changing constantly because I think it's pretty clear at this point that the Western world is not prepared or was not prepared for something like this. So the news is constantly changing. But for all the people that get their news from like social media, I think it's particularly important for them to really double, triple, quadruple check whatever it is they're reading on there. I mean, if you're getting like some kind of live report from someone in, in Italy or whatever, fair enough. You know, I mean, that's what, what social media, in my opinion, is actually good for. But, uh, you know, when the theories start coming out and people start sharing not just theories about where this thing came from, but, you know, remedies about how you can get rid of it or whatever, uh, just be really careful with, with those kinds of things. I, I agree, man. Touch on that. I agree. I think like in anything, you know, fact checking is important. You know, we live in a day and age that it's so easy to share information. And um, so much people are guilty of just reading the headline. Right. And they don't actually go in and, you know, like I see it all, and again, not to get too far off topic, but I see it all the time on Facebook where somebody will go ahead and, and I'm, I'm you know, I'm a supporter of this. If there's some, you know, there's a kid missing, um, you know, I want to get it out there. You know, you never want to think, well, this kid is in Wyoming, let's say. There's no way that down here in Miami, anybody's going to know because you never know where, where that, you know, hopefully that gets alive and you never know where they end up. So I always, you know, want to do my part in sharing it. Um, but what I always do first, I open up that article and a lot of times you'll see that, you know, that article was from, you know, 2016, uh, you know, and, and there's already been an update on it. <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, and a lot of people don't do that. They'll just kind of read the headline. And even though they may have the best intentions, whether it be sharing information or you know, again, like me, just trying to get a kid back home. Um, I think it's important for all of us to make sure that the information we're receiving is, is quality because there's just so much rubbish out there. You know, like you said, there's, there's yeah. you know, a lot of, a lot of stuff out there that, that doesn't help, you know? Um, and I just think it creates more hysteria, you know, and, and people going crazy, man, you know? So I, I definitely agree with that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm guilty of it as well. I mean, <laughs> that's what the headlines are for to get your attention. Um, but that should just be the first step. Like, if you read it, you know, <laughs> read the article. <laughs> yeah, go in, read the article. Yeah. And uh, another thing that I like to do is actually look at where the article is from, right? Because sometimes like, we click Source. it and we go in Source, and we read yeah. it and we're just, you know, we're like, well, it's a, it, it's a, it's an article. It's in an article format. It's except paragraphs, so it must be legit. But there's plenty of bullshit websites out there. Um, so that's another thing that I look at is like, what is the actual, at least the source that's giving me this article, you know, uh, the source that, you know, where the source gets their sources from, that's, uh, I think that's already asking too much from people. 
to be honest. <laughs> but um, but yeah, be, be careful. I, I'm looking at a Rolling Stone uh, article right now. I think Rolling Stone. I think we can we can call it legit, right? Credible. Credible. <laughs> I think we can yeah. call it credible. Safe. Um, and they're talking about these conspiracy theories, um, theories, right? You know, in the article. Um, I just want to go through a couple of them. The first one, the government introduced the coronavirus in 2018, and Bill Gates was also somehow responsible. And this is one that is apparently making the rounds on Facebook with anti-vaccine um, groups, which the vaccine thing is already, to me, a little suspect. It's like, okay, you know, you, they're already making a connection there that I think there could be something, there could be some hidden motive, you know, already. Um like it could be that whoever posted this article is is against anti-vaxxers, and so they made it a point to say, "Oh, it's going this this conspiracy theory is making the rounds on an anti-vaccine Facebook page," mm-hmm. or whatever. Let's not get too deep into that. Um, so that's that's one of them uh, that it's going around on one of those pages. And <coughs> QAnon, QAnon is another uh, website or something where. Some some folks that are uh, into I don't know if they're into conspiracy or they're just into um, uh, passing around um, spurious information. So that's that's one of them. Uh, the other one is there's a vaccine or cure for coronavirus that the government won't release. The third one, coronavirus originated with Chinese people eating bats. <laughs> that was one that I actually was guilty of. And I, I mean, again, you I, that? <laughs> oh, I didn't share it, but I consumed it and I believed it. And hey, in my defense, I don't know yet if that has been disproven. Right. But, you know, at, at the very beginning of this, you know, it was like, well, this this should happen because, you know, these guys are here over here eating bats and stuff they're not supposed to be eating and consuming. Um, and then it transferred over, you know, from, from animal, uh, to, to human beings. So I don't know if I shared it, but I definitely partially still believe. (laughs) I mean, yeah, I won't say that it's, it's, it's false. I, I don't know that it's been uh, disproven, but it's a conspiracy theory, right? It's a theory and it's a theory that, I mean, maybe it doesn't even, I don't know. Does it even count? How is that a conspiracy that they, that they, I don't but they think they eat would, bats. I mean, that's that's either they do or they don't. Uh. Yeah, I don't think that would be labeled a conspiracy. I just think that would be kind of like a rumor, more like you know, yeah, as far rumor. as how it started. You know exactly. what I mean? And whether or not whether it be credible or not it remains to be seen. But um, yeah, and it's funny because you know CNN is, which obviously you know, it, it's stupid with media because I feel like you have to choose a side. And for me. You know, sometimes I watch Fox, sometimes I watch CNN, you know, um, but I do find myself watching CNN a little more um, not to, to talk about my preference, you know, presidential or anything like that. But um, politically, yeah, politically. Yeah, that's what I mean to say. But, um, you know, CNN has given you information where it's more, um, you know, well, this is what's happening. This is what we need to be aware of. You know, Fox is like, man these Asians is their fault. (laughs) (laughs) And it's, it's it's hilarious, dude, but hopefully we'll get to the bottom of it, you know? Yeah. Let's see. Um, I'll go through the rest of the list just quickly. Where do we stop? Chinese eating bats virus is the virus is no worse than the common cold. Hand dryers are effective at killing coronavirus. So that I have heard in, from different sources that the virus is uh, 
it doesn't like heat or whatever. So I guess, you know, a sufficient amount of heat uh, could theoretically kill it or whatever. I'm not sure what to do with that. Like, what should you do with that? It's a bit ridiculous. Coronavirus is a bioweapon engineered by the Chinese government. Heard that too. (laughs) Three more. Dean Kuntz predicted the coronavirus. Dean Kuntz. Do you know who Dean Kuntz is? No. The name rings a bell, though I cannot tell you. I guess he's a novelist. I think he's a writer. The Simpsons predicted the coronavirus. As they always do, man. This is, I mean, and again, I don't want to... That is true. They got some history man, of, of, doing, of predicting some weird shit in their episodes, don't they? And it comes to fruition, you know, Donald Trump being one of them. And when, when they did that, <laughs> everybody laughed at it, you know, and, and now this. So, and there's a lot of more strange similarities, you know, but the symptoms, man, you got to watch out for them. I know that's why, and again, I don't, I don't want to intervene too much here, bro, but um, I think that's why certain people feel like the Simpsons. I know that I used to have an ex-girlfriend that's like, I don't watch the Simpsons. I'm like, why? She's like, because it's evil. It's from uh, the devil. And what? I'm like, whoa, like I never got that from the Simpsons, you know? And I, I still don't think it's evil, but I guess I can kind of see why people get freaked out by it. Evil? Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's strange, strange outlook. Yeah, that is, that's weird. And the last one is a miracle Bleach product can cure coronavirus. <clears throat> so um, just, I guess I should have said this before I go, went through the list. Um, I didn't go through the detail of, of, um, of the of each uh, conspiracy theory as listed on Rolling Stone's webpage. Um, <laughs> not because I, uh, so I'm not trying to spread this uh, and I, I'm not, I'm also not trying to tell you why it's not true. Just going through the list of, theories or rumors um, that are going around and some of the places that you might stumble across them. If you want to read it for yourself, then go to Rolling Stone, uh, go to their webpage and just search for coronavirus is spreading. And so are the hoaxes and conspiracy theories around it. So that's the list. That's the list. Be careful, people. Don't believe everything you hear or read. I hear you, man. I hear you. I actually want to talk a little bit about what the hell is going on with this toilet paper stuff, man. <laughs> you know, and I, and again, we talk about conspiracy theories and, and again, we'll go a little more into that as, as the podcast progresses. Um, I know for, for one, you sent me a picture, which, you know, when you sense it, I understood you're like, why not? You know, we're, this is something that we always use. You know? <laughs> and I do want to ask you, what was your motive behind it? Was it to, you know, stock up for quarantine <laughs> or was it just to not have to go in two weeks and buy more? But it's gotten to the point here, man. And, and for me, I didn't, I didn't go crazy with the toilet paper because for me, it was like, I don't, I don't see the connection there, right? I don't see how this coronavirus is going to, you know, how I'm going to be able to prevent it with a whole lot of Charmin, right? I, I never saw that connection. But because there's, you know, so much, <laughs> I want to be careful what I say here, so much crazy people out here, you know, <laughs> they're going nuts. So now me, when it's time for me to regularly go buy my toilet paper once a month, my regular purchase, right? Now I can't purchase it because the shelves are empty. (laughs) So now I'm like, damn, now I'm out in the cold with my dick in my hand. Like, damn, man, like, should I have gone, you know, should I have been part of the the issue there? Um, And with that, I've heard a couple things. Um, One that I've heard lately is with the whole toilet paper thing is that we make that in Asia, which boggles me. I don't know why 
the fuck we don't make toilet paper here in America or, or wherever you, you know, whatever uh, you're hearing this from. But for me, it would be America. That, that's what I relate to. And they're saying, well, if they shut shit down over there in Asia, we're not going to be able to get toilet paper to you guys. And mm. obviously that's concerning. So it went for me where it's like, man, I'm not going to buy into it because I think I'm just feeding the fire, feeding the flames there. So now it's like, man, to a certain extent, I should have bought into it. And it's crazy, man. You go on Amazon, you go on, you know, people are already price gouging. So they're already selling a pack of toilet paper for $20 for rolls, which is wow. ridiculous, man. And, you know, it's very disappointing, you know, to say the least. But I just, I don't, I don't get it, man. I, I really think there was a video that, that went online. I don't know if you've seen it, where there's two, I would say, Middle Eastern women and one, um, uh, you know, darker woman a little more heavy set and they're going at it in this store over a pack of toilet paper. No, I didn't see that. Yeah, man. I, I'll send you the link and, and um, hopefully we get, you know, the information to, to the listeners as well, but they're going nuts. I mean, they're going at it, man, you know, and that was the very beginning of this whole toilet paper thing. So then I start thinking, man, is this a social experiment? You know what I mean? Did they start, I don't know. You know, again, I don't remember hearing anything about a toilet paper shortage before that. So it's like, did they release this video and say, you know what, let's go ahead and, and see if we can create, <laughs> you know, this hysteria, you know, and, and people not, and people not connect the dots. And there's actually been articles where people have, you know, been at Walmart or, or Publix or wherever you go to buy your stuff. And they're asking people, why are you buying toilet paper? And they say, I don't know. I don't know why I'm buying it, but everybody else is buying it. And I don't want to be left out like this guy right here who was totally <laughs> left out because I, you know, and, and it's like, man, like <laughs> I, I don't, I don't get it, man. I really don't. I really um, don't. So um, let me, let me answer these charges that have just been leveled against me. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, again, I mean, you know, you're right. You know, why, why buy it twice a month if you can only buy it once? I, I kind of wish I did that. But it is the timing is a peculiar man. I just got to say that. I don't know if you're part of the problem, bro. <laughs> so what happened was what happened was, what no, happened look, was we we went to the supermarket just as we normally do. Yeah, it was our regular shopping day, <laughs> and the the shelves were were normal, and we were like, well, well, cool. I mean, all this hype we're hearing about is bullshit. There's nothing going on. I mean, in our supermarket anyway, everything was available. Everything was stocked. Then we get to the aisle where the toilet paper is supposed to be. And that shit is cleaned out. Wow. Because, yeah, what you said. So someone started this, however it started. And people bought into it. And everyone went and said, fuck the food, grab the toilet paper. So <laughs> there was no toilet paper in the supermarket. And, um, um, and like two or three packets. I don't know. Maybe there were like five or six. I don't know. Whatever of, of, of paper towels. So... What we did, we said, oh, okay, so we do our shopping once a week. We needed toilet paper at that point, that day. Well, well I mean, we, we, we still had some, but, you know, I don't think we would have been able to make it through to the, the next week. So we were like, well, let's check on Amazon and see if we can get some there. So we checked on Amazon, and Amazon had, at least I haven't checked since, at the time they had quite a few options. And they had one option. It was like a 48 pack. I'm sorry, 48 rolls. It was eight, uh, six packages of eight each, eight rolls each, something like that. Right. It was 48 rolls in total. 
And um, we were looking at it, and as a joke, we were like, we should just get that. And then we're done. We're set. We don't have to go back, you know. But we didn't get it at first. And then I went to grab something that I, that I forgot, like the next day uh, at a different supermarket. And there were no toilet paper. There was no toilet paper there either. And I told my wife, and she was like, we should just get that shit from Amazon. And I was like, really? You want to get it? You want to get that big pack? She was like, yeah, just do it. Fuck it. So we bought it. And I don't think we really realized, even though obviously, yeah, you, we did the math, 48 rolls. But when that shit arrived. <laughs> a lot of fucking paper. It was like, God damn, we got a <clears> lot <throat> of rolls of toilet paper right here. So, you know, what could we do? We had it. And I think the main reason for us was we didn't want to have to go back and forth to different supermarkets to see if we could find some. And so that's why we just bought it on Amazon. So I feel like the fact that I bought it on Amazon doesn't take away from anyone who wanted it from the supermarket. So <laughs> all good. <laughs> hey man, again, you were, you, <clears throat> excuse me, you were ahead of the curve and uh, I commend you for that because <laughs> I uh, just went ahead and purchased about 600 baby wipes <laughs> that would be arriving tomorrow. <laughs> and yeah, it's, you know, technically if you take, you know, you do your necessities, if you're a guy, you know what the deal is technically wash your ass in the shower. You know what I mean? But I definitely, I'm, I'm a very, you know, OCD about certain things. There's going to be certain coli traces on my floor. And now every time I do that, I got to fucking Clorox the floor. And I just don't want to be going through that mission, man. You know, yeah, I can still get the job done without it. But, you know, for women, it's not that easy. You know, we can, we can figure it out. You know, we have a 50-50 chance of, of needing it when it comes to our necessities. But women don't. They need it every time they use it, no matter what they're doing. You know, so, and I don't know if uh, I want the people in my life having a, stick their privates in the shower to, to, to clean them. So um, we did baby wipes there. Uh, they get here tomorrow. We're excited about that. And um, I want to report that I am down to my last roll of toilet paper. So stay tuned oh, shit. for how that's going to work. <laughs> Damn. I could send you some, but I imagine by the time it arrives. <laughs> oh man. They'll probably flag it. You know, my, my brother-in-law went, so a little background yesterday, um, the government here in, uh, so I, I'm in Berlin, the government in Berlin, and I have to specify it because in Germany, the states uh, decide individually when they want to, for example, close schools or public places. And so the, the Berlin government yesterday made the announcement that they were going to be closing uh, down the schools next week, kindergartens, et cetera, et cetera, and whatever other measures they're taking. And my brother-in-law went to the supermarket yesterday evening after he got out. Uh, I don't know if he got out of work or what he was doing, but he went yesterday evening. And most of the stuff in his supermarket was, okay, I don't want to say it was mostly gone. He was able to do his shopping, but you could tell that a lot of stuff was, was bought up, in particular fresh vegetables and fruit and stuff like that. But guess what, was, what else was missing? Toilet paper. <laughs> and he really needed toilet paper. Like they were completely out. So they had to go to some sort of, um, it's a, it's a store. They don't have it over there in the States, uh, but think something like CVS or something like that. Mm -hmm. They stopped at a place like that and they had to get like one of the last packages of recycled toilet paper. <laughs> oh man. So they're going to have some, uh, rough that asses ply. for the next, next few That single ply <laughs> thing is not, that thing is not uh, nice on the buttocks. Why didn't you hook him up with some toilet paper, Mr. 48 Pack? Well, no, we offered it to him, but I mean, he, <laughs> he lives in the south of the, of the city, and, and he was like, well, 
you know, we got some. So for now, they're good. But of course, yeah. if they need any, you know, well, hey, uh, man, shit might get so bad. <laughs> it might be cheaper for me to buy a plane ticket and uh, just go pick some up personally. Than buy yeah, on, on especially right now. now. <laughs> and that, that brings me to my next point, man. What do you think about this whole price gouging thing and and how people I, I have I have a post that I wrote on Facebook that I definitely want to share with the viewers that are along those lines. But I want to get your two cents on on that whole price gouging. Then like, what, what do you what do you think about that? Um, I think it's, it's shit. Yeah. But it's kind of, uh, to be expected. It's as old as time, you know, it's, it's the supply and demand thing. Right. And, uh, the only difference is that we, for some reason, think that when there's an emergency situation, like there is now that people will be or we hope that they'll be more empathetic, more humane and quote, do the right thing and not try and, and gouge people. But in reality, um, you know, of course you have a few who do that, but you know, you have plenty who don't, they take advantage of the situation, but to think that everyone would behave the right way is kind of naive because yeah. this is how our society is run supply and demand. You know, if you want to buy yourself a a laptop, a phone, uh, fuck whatever, if you want to buy yourself bananas from the supermarket, if the, you know, amount of whatever it is you want to buy is reduced for some reason, the demand is high and it's going to get higher the less there is. And so when demand is high and supply is low, the prices go up. Of course, gouging is, is, is an extreme version of that, but... It's not that surprising, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I, I get, I get that price gouging and supply demand, in a sense, go hand in hand. Um, I understand that if you live in a remote area, um, and like you know, like let's say a gallon of milk, right? If they got to go through hell and high water to get it to you, you're gonna have to pay for that. Mm -hmm. I don't really have an issue with that, even though I do hope that for those people that are experiencing um, those challenges geographically that we are able to come up with a better system for them because I think we're kind of punishing them for kind of them choosing to live the way they want to live. And I think we also have that choice, right? Mm -hmm. um, I'm not so bothered by something like that when you compare it to, you know, kind of where we are now, you know, and I see it a lot down here with, with uh, hurricanes, you know, I, I'm, you know, I'm right now I'm lo located in Miami, Florida. And um, anytime we have a big storm, you have these assholes that go out there and they'll buy 50 packs of water. And why are they buying 50 packs of water? No, they don't have that big of a family so they can stand on the fucking street corner and sell them for $10 a pop, you know? And in, in a situation like whether it be this Corona thing or, you know, a storm coming in where, where people are going crazy, I just think, man, and, I, and again, it may be naive of me thinking, but damn, man, we need to come together. You know, we, we need to look out for one another. It, you know, it, it comes, we, we get into this whole, of kind of me against everyone kind of thing, you know, like, and I get it at the end of the day, I, I'm, I'm going to protect my family. You know, I'm going to make sure my family's good first. I'm not going to pretend that we're going to be kumbaya and like, Oh, we got to save the planet. And now I don't have to, to give my family what it needs. So obviously always make sure your home is good. But once your home is good, let's look to, to try to help people, you know, you know, us doing it 
purposely to make a fucking dollar where you never, you never know what if the coronavirus is the end of civilization as you know it. What are you going to do with that money? You know what I mean? And obviously that's extreme, but, you know, it's just, I don't know, man. It really rubs me the, the wrong way when I see it. And, yeah, I just want to get your two cents on it, man. But- yeah, I, I'm this. I feel exactly the same. Uh, I, just to to be clear, I think it's it's a total shit way to conduct yourself, and it's absolutely selfish to go out and try and and, and you know scoop up as much as you can so that you can then charge people three, four, five, however however many times more uh, than what it's uh, actually worth. My, I guess my point is just that I'm not that surprised by it because yeah. people, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't think our societies are really, <laughs> I don't know. You know, you know me, I'm a bit cynical. <laughs> so uh, I'm approaching it from the cynic side. Uh, I don't think societies are really set up in such a way to really bring out that kind of egalitarianism in people. You know, we society, particularly, you know, in the West, it's it's kind of cutthroat, right? You know, you're trying to do, you know, get do you and get yours. And um, sure, you know, in some smaller circles, you might have some, you know, close relationships where you might look out for each other or whatever. But those are in those circles, right? I, I was just thinking, it, it's kind of not to get political, but it's kind of this whole thing with Bernie Sanders, right? And and pretty much everyone else. I mean, what he's pushing for is a system where you have to think about and care about people that you don't know, right? Mm-hmm. You, you, you have to be, you have to consciously know or be okay with paying into a system that will <clears throat> help to take care of people that you absolutely don't know. And particularly in the States, that is, that's, that's not, it's just not the- uh, It's not ideal. It's not the, the, it's not what people, it's not how people live, um, which is why I think he's going to have, or he's having such a hard time now, like, you know, for all the talk about how good he was going to do, um, you know, now this uh, Democratic, the Democratic Party is pulling out all the stops to, to push him out. So yeah, to, just not to, I don't want to get off topic, but uh, the price gouging is absolutely shit. But it happens every time, yeah. Whether it's in hurricane season, like you were mentioning down there, or now we see it happening here, and especially if you live in big in big cities. It sucks, man. It really does. Yeah, it does. But um, it is what it is. Like, how are you going to stop it? Uh, I don't see. You have to appeal to people's better side. You know, like you can't really force them out of it, out of that way of thinking. Yeah, man, it's it boils down to kind of free will, right? And everybody having the ability to be a good person or be a douchebag. And I think a lot of people pretend, man. You know, I think on the day-to-day kind of normal, as you go through life, you wave at your neighbor, you you make fake plans. Hey, next, you know, you run into somebody. Hey, man, oh, we got to hook up. Next time we see each other. What it all boils down to, it's all bullshit. Because when we're tested, right, it's situations like this where, Obviously, this this virus is having, you know, such a strong hold on uh, kind of what's going on right now. Or, again, hurricane season where this is a Category 5. This is a monster. This is the biggest thing since Andrew, right? You know, when we're tested and we're put in situations where, okay, well, let's really see what we're about, we fold. <laughs> you know, and I don't, I, 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 you know, but the majority do. The majority do. And, and it's sometimes you feel helpless, man. You know, you really do. It's like, man, what, like, 
you know, you kind of just throw your hands up. You're like, just fuck it. You know, it, it is what it is because there's just, I don't know, man, it's, there's so much opposing uh, energy, you know, and, and forces that are going in a, in, you know, in a direction that again, whether it be price gouging or people fighting in the street over a can of tuna, you know, like it was, what can you do, man? You know, you can't control people. So then you kind of just feel defeated and you're like, all right, fuck it. It's just the way it is. And I don't know if that's the way that we're going to change the world, but you know, that's, that's why I find myself time and time again. You know what I mean? I do. I want to get into a little bit of the media and uh, the coverage on this, you know, I know, I know there's a lot of people that um, at first were like, ah, oh, this is bullshit. This is going to blow over so on and so forth. And I do feel like the media, you know, their job is to report something. So oversaturation, shoving it down our throats is something that they are guilty of. But what do you think about the way they're giving us information, the way they're covering it? Do you think it's helping us? Do you think it's hurting us? What do you feel about, you know, how the media is handling this and, and how they're giving us the information? Honestly, um, it's hard for me to, to give an, a, an opinion about the media <coughs> uh, in that sense, because they're, I don't know how, the, how it's being covered, for example, over there where you are. So I can talk only really about how it's being covered here. For sure. And, and then only from the media that I consume, right? I uh, don't watch or I don't listen to much radio. I, a little bit on my way to work, I might hear it for a short update. So I do consume, however, some podcast news that comes out of the States. So I do know a little bit about what's, what, how it's being reported there. I think in general, my opinion is that from the actual media that I've consumed, it's good coverage, good in the sense that there's plenty of it. Like with everything else that happens, you know, when there's breaking news, it's all you hear about, you know, for a while. Um, so maybe that can be a bit, you know, cause a bit of fatigue for some people. It's like Corona, 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 Corona. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I, I think it's pretty, I was going to say novel. They call it the novel coronavirus. I didn't mean to say, you know, it's not a pun. It's, it's the whole situation is, is novel, right? This is a pandemic like this across all these, all the Western countries is pretty new. So um, sure, it's going to be all, all over the news and, uh, and most of the, the, the uh, media sources. I think eventually it will start to die down a bit. Um, maybe they should mix it up a little bit more just to prevent the potential panic that's probably starting to happen because, of course, the more you hear about it, the more people start to get worried about it, the more they tune in, the more they, they hear about it, and it's like a cycle, and they just work themselves up. You need to still, I think they should still report on the other things that are happening in life. Uh, so, but, but that's just it's also nothing new, right? It's just, it's just how it is. Here in Germany... I think I think it's 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 being reported at least from the media I consume in a decent amount. It's keeping the people updated and at least from my point of view, yeah, I want to know what's going on so it's okay. If someone mm -hmm. doesn't want to know then they might feel it's too much. Yeah. But how is it over there? Uh, because like I said I catch a few podcasts but I don't watch CNN, Fox News, 
the it's local radio man. stations or whatever. It's insane. It's insane. It's on every channel, uh, you know, every major news channel, all over social media, whether it be Instagram or Facebook. Um, and it's gotten to the point now, which I do appreciate that um, there's some golden memes out there, man, <laughs> about this fucking coronavirus. Um, so it does bring some light to it, which, again, I, I personally don't mind, just as long as we don't lose sight of its potential and, you know, that, that it is something serious, right? We don't want to take it as a joke. But, um, yeah, I definitely feel like, for me, it's, it's definitely oversaturated. But I will say this. I'm one to, ver- you know, I'm very selective in how I receive my information, right? And I'm not one who typically watches CNN or Fox News just because I just think the media in, in, in general is, is suspect. That's just me, right? But anytime something like this happens, I do find myself on those channels. And you'll have 24-hour coverage, man. I, I remember I was um, writing some notes the other night. I was maybe like 2 in the morning, and CNN had 24-hour coverage, live coverage of, of the corona coronavirus. And, you know, they had doctors on, and people would call in and, ask, you know, ask questions and stuff. The good thing is, is that you can choose – you know, to change the channel or leave it there, right? But there's people, I don't know if it's because some people feel like their lives are boring or maybe they just, they're more, you know, they suffer from anxiety. But I, I don't know, when something like this happens, people like latch onto it like a pit bull on a bone. And there's certain people that don't change the channel and they just, they work themselves up even more, you know? And, and then you have, again, what outlet are, where, where are you receiving the information from? Is it somebody you know, who wants to get, be ahead of the story. So they're going to throw some shit out there just so they can, you know, talk about something, or is it going to be an entity that's actually going to have some, you know, integrity when it comes to journalism and make sure that they're trying to do their best they can. Cause again, media is media, right? So <laughs> it's never mm-hmm. going to be too good. Right. But they're going to try to do their best they can to give you solid information and not work up the hysteria, you know, so on and so forth. So yeah, man, again, you always have the choice, but it's everywhere, man. It's, it's everywhere. And, I know I can speak for me on my side of the world where, again, it's not necessarily a bad thing because information is good, but then it boils down to, all right, where are you getting your information from? Is it credible? So on and so forth. And then for me, if you know you're the type of individual who gets worked up, man, understand your tendencies. You know, understand that you watching CNN 24 hours a day is probably not going to be good for you, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> <laughs> you're going you're gonna to work yourself up, you know, so... Uh, I think it, it has a lot to do with the individual as well, but but yeah, man, I can I, I can definitely say on on my side of the pond, uh, there's no shortage of uh, coronavirus information for sure. You know, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that you have these 24-hour news channels, these network news channels, and and all they do is talk about news all day, mm-hmm. and they do it in a way that is kind of feels like entertainment. So you can literally sit there and watch what they're reporting on and all of their bells and whistles. And um, it gets you, you know, interested, excited, angry. It gets you all those things. It's like you're watching a, you know, a television series or something um, or some reality show. I think that's part of the problem, right? And so people tune into that and particularly if you have a channel like Fox News, I don't want to shit all over Fox News because everyone knows Fox News is shit already. <laughs> but, you know, the, the way they do it, you know, it's, it's like the most extreme example, right? But CNN is, you know, it's not that much different. 
it's not as flashy and maybe they don't have as many uh, beautiful women on to, you know, grab people's attention. But, you know, it's, it's also done in a way to just keep you sitting there and literally you can watch it all day. Before, I mean, now I'm going to sound like an old man, but I, I do remember when news was like at a certain time in the evening and it only came on in between there if there was actual breaking news. Back in my day. <laughs> That's how it was. Yeah. But now it's like literally entertainment. And then you got, you, you know, you, maybe you got, if you're not at home watching TV, you got your phone with you where you got your Facebook and your Twitter. And so if your friends aren't sending you stuff back and forth uh, or the groups you're in or the people you're following, well, Fox News is on there too. And CNN is on there too. And they're giving you updates too. So it's like, yeah, no wonder. No wonder. Yeah, man. Yeah. Good points, man. Good points. So I wanted to try and touch a bit about what some of the things that I've heard in terms of trying to keep yourself safe and the things, I mean, maybe it depends on where in the world you are. You know, if you're like in the hot zone in Italy, they're, they're, they're probably, they're taking measures that are a bit different. But with what they're telling us here, and I think it's probably similar to, to how people can conduct themselves over there in the States, because it's not yet, we're not yet such a hot zone, right? Mm-hmm. So they're saying the usual, the standard stuff that you're hearing, so avoid big crowds, right? Big is relative, I know. Like here, before they took the actions or the, the measures they took yesterday, they were banning meetings or groups or whatever of people over 1,000. I mean, that's totally freaking random. Uh, maybe there's some statistician somewhere who came up with that number. But really, if you can't get sick <laughs> or pass it around in a group of 1,000 people, I don't see... Uh, obviously, you can. So that's a ridiculous number, but that's the number they had here. And I heard in some cities in the States, you know, they, they were limiting groups to 500, 250, whatever. I would say from what I'm seeing and what I'm hearing, just avoid large groups in general. Like keep the groups to like the small inner circle that you have. If possible, avoid places like bars. Even if you're going with just one or two people, like I was listening to um, a German podcast. Uh, This doctor was talking today on a podcast, uh, a German one, and he was saying, look, particularly here, we got really nice weather this weekend, right? And people might be like, look, I want to go out, have a beer at the bar. He was like, if you're going to go to the bar, you know, it's just you and maybe, you know, a couple of friends. Okay. Avoid drinking like the, the stuff that's on tap, he said. The reason, because he's like, you don't know what kind of uh, cleaning, disinfectant stuff they have in the sinks where they, you know, push through, you know, the glasses. I don't know how it is in the States today. I haven't been there in a while. But here, you know, they they take the glasses, you know, they put it in like a a wash sink, then Mm -hmm. in a rinse sink, you know, and then they take it out and it's like supposed to be magically clean. Same here, yeah. Okay, so he's like... bars at least, that's how they do it. Yeah, and he's saying, look, that water there, um, you have no idea how much uh, disinfectant stuff is in there or how little. He's like, I don't trust it. And he's, he's, he hasn't bought uh, uh, or had a beer on tap in a bar in I don't know how many years, he said, because it's the perfect place for oh. things to get transmitted. It's a petri dish of bacteria if you think about it, right? It could be. I mean, if there's enough cleaning uh, solution in there, then maybe you're okay. But the point is, at this point in time, don't take the chance. 
Right. Yeah, but you got Jim the bar back who's 14 years old. Girlfriend just broke up with him. He's not doing his fucking job thoroughly. You know what I mean? So is he really making sure that there's enough disinfectant in there? It, I don't it really know. Point. It really does. So, um, so, you know, that kind of stuff. Or if, you know, you want to meet with friends, just meet, meet at your place or their place, whatever. Keep the groups small. What else did he say? He said, you know, don't be afraid to go out and do your food shopping. You don't need to get everything delivered now. Keep like a distance from people like here. They're recommending one and a half meters. I think that's like three feet in terms of like, if you're talking to someone, uh, because how this thing can be transmitted, it can obviously be transmitted just through talking just from, you know, the, uh, I think it's called spittle. So the saliva that just can sometimes come out while you're talking, mm-hmm. mostly is transmitted through coughing. And apparently the, uh, the virus, once it leaves your body can, stay so it doesn't hang in the air it does fall to the ground but it could linger on surfaces particularly metal surfaces plastic surfaces on metal it can linger and 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 be there alive for up to three days so imagine that a door handle which might be made out of metal right somebody who should be coughing in their arm coughed in their hand then grabbed a door handle and there you go and so be really careful when you're out be really smart about the things you're touching. Wash your hands more than you, you know, you're used to, especially if you're uh, out in public places or, you know, have touched something, you know, foreign, whatever. And you want to be thorough with the hand washing as well. 20 yes. seconds at least. Sing happy birthday twice if you can't count to 20. Yes. Um, and make sure that you're getting the front, the back, and the thumbs because uh, the thumbs are something that we, we always uh, kind of forget. And there's a lot of stuff that kind of lingers on there. And under the nails. So um, yes. I just kind of scrape, you know, my one palm with my other hand uh, so that I can make sure that soap gets under the nails. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's another really good point. Otherwise, if you got good weather, sunshine, fresh air, go out and get it. You don't have to stay cooped up in your house uh, or, your, or your apartment. Like I said, it depends where you are. But right now here, that's, that's what they're telling us. And uh, I think over there would probably be also smart to, to follow those kinds of measures at the moment, you know, until it gets worse and they tell you you can't go outside or, or whatever. And like, I, I don't know. So today I was out, I went to a park and it was nice because the sun is out. The temperature was good. It was just really nice to be outside in the fresh air, you know, especially here in Germany. The sun is, is like rare uh, in the winter. And we stopped in a cafe that's in the park. And I got to tell you, man, I was really uncomfortable in that cafe. I was really uncomfortable in that cafe because even though it wasn't like there were 100 people in there, but still, you know, and every person that I hear cough, I'm like, ears are up. I'm looking and I'm checking and I'm like, that's a cougher. That's a cougher. That, that one doesn't cover their mouth. That one doesn't cough into their arm, uh, elbow or whatever, you know, the uh, inside of their elbow. Uh-huh. So it, it's, um, if I could take that back, I probably wouldn't go to the cafe. So be smart. Be smart be about smart. it, people. For sure, man. For sure. There's actually something called, uh, uh, it's going around now, people being cough shamed. And uh, it's like, hey, you know, if, if you don't feel symptoms and you just, your throat is dry and it's a regular cough, don't feel bad, cough. You know, because people are <laughs> automatically, you know, <laughs> looking at you like, yo, you got corona? You know, it's... That's crazy, man. To piggyback of kind of what you were saying as far as the information, and I sent you this uh, 
um, earlier in the week, but I just want to give the listeners some information on some tests they can do at home. Okay. Um, and, and again, if it's this, this virus is really targeting, you know, the older demographic senior citizens, um, where their immune systems are weak or individuals that are not well-bodied, right? People that may have a weaker immune system because of whatever reason, which is obviously very unfortunate. So, well, well, before you, what do you mean targeting? Because I want to make sure we're not spreading anything that's not factual. You mean that Tar- targeting in the sense where that demographic is more privy to being affected by this, right? Favorite, so they're more prone to have um, negative uh, to have cases or that- difficult. Uh, yeah, yeah. Where it could be terminal, right? Because, I mean, there's, you know, there's more cases than not of people having the coronavirus and recovering from it, which, again, yes. the media doesn't really cover. They only cover the deaths, right? And it creates the hysteria, so on and so forth. And we spoke about that earlier. But um, if you notice, you know, kids aren't being affected by this. And again, if you're a young, healthy adult, you, you shouldn't have any issues with this at all either. But we do have grandparents at home. We do have, you know, friends and, and, and loved ones that, that we all care about. So um, I think this is some good information. And basically it states the new coronavirus may not show signs of infection for many days. How can one know if he or she is infected by the time they have a fever or cold and go to the hospital, the lung is usually at 50% fibrosis and it's too late. Taiwan experts provide a simple self-check that we can do every morning. Take a deep breath and hold your breath for 10 seconds. If you complete it successfully without coughing, without discomfort, stiffness, or tightness, etc., it proves that there's no fibrosis in the lungs, basically indicating no infection. Mm-hmm. In critical times, mm-hmm, in this critical time, please self-check every morning in an environment with clean air. A serious, excellent uh, advice by Japanese doctors treating the COVID-19 cases. Um, everyone should ensure your mouth and throat are moist and never dry. You know, so again, that's a real, ever since I came across that, I do it. I mean, I do it a couple times a day, um, but, you know, hold your breath. If you see that you're able to get through it without any discomfort, without any wheezing, you're in good shape. But if you see that you do that and, and there is some resistance from your body, from your lungs, you still may be able to catch it early enough, um, even if you are, again, that demographic, whether you be a senior citizen or, or somebody who is, uh, uh, you know, struggles with their immune system you may be able to catch early enough where it's not going to be terminal for you and hopefully not. And, and that's what we want to do. We want to, you know, get people information that if we could be proactive in, in any sense to get ahead of this thing, then all the better. So when I came across that, I, I, I felt it was very helpful. Yeah, man, I, I definitely want to get that out to the listeners and let them know about it. Absolutely. I've heard the same and we've been doing the same with that little breath, uh, holding the breath test. <clears throat> and then in any case, I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't hurt, right? And and I and I can attest that when I've had a really bad cold in the past, you know, and it's gotten into the lungs, I definitely couldn't do that, you know, when I was really deep in the cold. So I mm-hmm. think it's it's a good way to see if you if you're if you're still you know normal or if you have anything going on in there. So there are a couple of things I wanted to touch on, and then um, before we wrap up, because I think we're we're pushing on close to an hour. One was. Yes, the disease, the virus is definitely, from what we're seeing, particularly what came out of China. Um, I heard today that, at least in Germany, they're seeing more cases of younger people going to intensive care units than they expected, because based on the data from China, they saw or they, they were assuming that mainly older people are going to be the ones who have a hard time with it. 
But then uh, again, what I heard from this doctor, this German doctor, he was saying a couple of things. So the virus can affect anyone, everyone. I mean, that, that we should be clear about. The reason mm -hmm. older people could have a harder time with it is because obviously they usually have some other underlying illness or a weakened immune system in, in general. It could also be fatal to slightly younger people. I mean, even, even people in their, their 40s or whatever. He was saying the way the virus works is the first few stages of it are sort of quite normal or quite sort of unremarkable. Um, you know, you, you, you might get the symptoms vary between, you know, sore throat, headaches or whatever. Some people get those some more, some less. But eventually, the virus, which starts in the throat, and this is a, the important, important thing, it's like, oh, I don't know how else to put it. It's, it. This is where the virus sort of camps out, starts in the throat. And remind me to, to mention another thing about, about the, the throat and, and gargling. So it starts in the throat, but eventually it will reach a stage where it could potentially make its way down into the lungs. And what happens is that, I guess this is this fibrosis that you were talking about, if the infection in the lungs is bad enough. And what happens is that the person is, will have a harder time breathing. And eventually, if it gets really bad, the lungs won't, will lose the capacity to really do the, the normal exchange of carbon dioxide and, 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 and oxygen. And so you'll, you'll have the whole labored breathing you'll have. And what, what the, the, the consequence of that is that your blood pressure or your, your circulation starts to get tested. Uh, I can't think of the right word, but it starts to affect your circulation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he said that people who are, of course, older, but also people who might not be in very good shape, once the, the heart rate starts to go up, and it will go up because the body is trying to compensate for this sort of reduced oxygen and, and it's, it's working harder, you know, so you'll get a fever and you'll get all these things, but the heart rate will also go up. If you're, if you're someone who's like really out of shape, the example he gave is if you can't go up one flight of stairs without having to stop because you're out of breath, mm -hmm. you could be someone who's at a higher risk factor. And that could be even if you're just 40 years old, it, it could also happen. Because once that, if, if you get that infection deep in your lungs and it gets to the really worst stages, you'll have a harder time trying to, the body will have a harder time trying to actually keep you alive while, you know, it's fighting the virus. Whereas someone who's in really good shape, maybe someone who's a runner or whatever, their heart rate will go up, but um, they'll be able to weather it. You know what I mean? I, I'm hoping that that's, um, that's coming through clear. Definitely. So anyone can get it. But whether you are a risk a person who's a high risk doesn't just depend on your age. You know, it could also depend on just your the sort of the shape you're in. You know, in terms of health, uh, how healthy you are and how how well you you know cardiovascular you know health. Mm -hmm. Just to keep uh, that in mind. And then the last thing was because, uh, like I said, it's a virus that starts in the throat. Another thing you can do to help. I don't want to say prevent, but let's just say to help keep you healthy. And if you do get it, if you do end up getting the virus, you know, you could do it and it might help prevent the, you know, lower the spread of it, not prevent, but lower the spread. Mm -hmm. I read an article saying that if you gargle with warm water and salt, they, there was an article that said there was a study that showed that people who gargled with warm water and salt were able to recover from a, a cold or a virus type illness. This wasn't specific to Corona, but it was a virus that what they were testing. 
Uh, they were able to recover, I think, on average, two to three days faster than the control group who was not doing the gargling. And they also found that those people were also less prone to spread the disease or the virus because they had a lower viral count. Mm -hmm. So even if you have it, the gargling could still help at least keep you from spreading it to your family or whatever. So another thing to keep in mind, you know, do it once a day or, you know, in the evening or whatever, or do it when you get home from a place where you know there was a lot of people and maybe you never know. Just something else to, to keep in mind. Yeah, man, all, you know, all good information, as long as it's coming from a, a credible source, which I feel like, you know, we, we have a good, uh, good grasp on that is good information. So I definitely think that that can help people. And, and I hope it does, man. I really do, because these are strange times that we're living in, you know, and uh, we got to be ready for whatever comes. You know what I yes, mean? Yes, indeed. I want to lighten it up a bit and kind of switch pace. Um, I posted something here on, um, on my social media. Uh, yesterday it was on my snapchat and um i find myself in common interactions throughout my day whether it be at the market or the bank or you know gas station whatever the case may be you know i'll do what i gotta do whatever i'm there for and at the end of the transaction i look the person in the eyes and i say stay safe you know and they look at me and they're like stay safe because we kind of know what's going on mm-hmm. and i really feel like i'm in a fucking movie you know it's like <laughs> it it's it's insane, man. It's insane how, uh, how it's really, again, affecting our kind of our, our lives on a day-to-day basis. And I don't know, I, I, you know, kind of like a deja vu moment. It feels like a deja vu. Maybe I've seen it on screen before, you know, maybe I've seen it on the movie outbreak <laughs> before. I, I, I don't know. I can't recall, but it's, it's really, it's, it's really weird, man. Yeah. Yeah. We've probably seen it in some, apocalyptic yeah you know it feels feels familiar in a sense um before we wrap up man i I do want to touch on um on one thing in particular um there is a conspiracy and i think we we touched on it briefly that this started in in asia with bats you know them consuming it and and it getting transferred to us the other conspiracy is conspiracy is is that it was made by the government and Mm -hmm. the government basically wants to you know, kill off the baby boomers. Um, they don't want to pay social security anymore. <laughs> they don't want to pay pensions and it's kind of survival of the fittest, you know? Um, obviously that's left field, but nothing surprises me. I think the first time I heard it, I laughed three times. The second time I heard it, I laughed two times and now I don't laugh at all, <laughs> you know? Cause it's like, I, I don't, I don't know, you know, but um, what do you think, man? What do you think about that? You think that has any credence? You think that has any credibility there? Um, no. <laughs> I mean, I would, I would more, I would likely uh, believe, or I would first believe, you know, that this was something that maybe was created in a lab and was put out on purpose. Yeah, not, but not necessarily to kill off a certain group. Um, but you know, and, and I don't, and I'm not saying a government either that, uh, that a government did it either. I'm saying I would more sooner believe that, you know, someone or I don't know who put it out there on purpose. And I'm not saying I believe it either. I'm saying I would sooner believe that than believe that, you know, the U.S. government or I don't know which government did it to try and get rid of baby boomers or whatever. 
I think it's probably, I don't know. I would come, I, obviously I would be speculating, but if I just had to, you know, throw out what, you know, a guess what I think happened, I, I, I'm kind of 50, 50 between it's a naturally occurring thing. So Corona is apparently not new. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's been around, it's been around already yeah. for some time, but I'm just wondering did someone or some lab or, you know, do something to tweak it and did it get out by accident or did it get out on purpose? But the, you know, they didn't expect it to have this kind of result. I mean, I, I could entertain that as a thought, you know, a thought experiment or that is just naturally, you know, it's just happened. Something I mentioned to you the other day, or maybe it was yesterday, that maybe this is just a natural thing or, or just a life, you know, saying it's time for us to, you know, deal with a reckoning. You know, I mean, life uh, pushing back and finding a way to thin us out. I mean, that the, the number of deaths is nowhere near high enough to support that. It's not like this is, a, you know, like the plague or the Spanish flu. You know, in those times, I would more reason, more reason, readily have believed that, you know, what people might have believed. And the, they might have thought back then that God was doing it, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I haven't given it that, that much thought, to be honest, you know, in terms of where it comes came from or I, where I think it came from or whatever. I, I guess it's because I think it's just part of life. It's just a, a new a, another disease that, for whatever reason now, uh, maybe glo- because of globalization, you know, it, it's got a foothold. And, and I hear you, man. Um, I bring that up because my next topic would be, how do you feel about the Trump administration uh, administration firing the U.S. pandemic response team last year? You know, it's peculiar timing. Um, again, if if you are somebody who who thinks that there's more. Um, you know, more validity along the lines of kind of that conspiracy war. The, the government is this man-made, you know, was, was this produced by man? What, you know, was it produced by a government or, or, or another country? Um, and then you see that happen. Obviously, that could just be poor timing, right? <laughs> really mm. shitty timing. Um, but yeah, man, he, he did that last year. And I don't know. I, I don't know how it would be different if we did have funding in that area. I don't know if because right now, you know, when you look at it, they're, they're telling us be careful. They're telling us be preventative. But at least here in the States, we're not getting tested. And they're not providing tests for us to get tested, at least not um, free of charge. But if you're an athlete or if you're a celebrity, you're, you have first dibs to that. You know what I mean? And maybe if there was funding in that, and I don't know enough about it to speak and elaborate too much, you know, um, I do know that came across me, and it's something that I that I that I noted down to bring up here in the podcast. Um, but I don't know if maybe we had the funding, if people would be able to to get. Because again, it's all about detection, right? Early detection and prevention. Doing your doing what you can and doing um, your part uh, to to make sure that you're not you're not part of the problem, you're part of the solution. But who knows if if uh, the funding was there, maybe we'll have you know spots you know in in, in throughout the country that people can come in and, and kind of know their status. Cause you know, uh, another thing that I want to mention, you know, to the listeners is that you can have the coronavirus and be symptom free. You can be a host. 
You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So if you're somebody who's not feeling a sore throat, if you're not feeling run down, you feel normal, doesn't mean that you're you're necessarily in the clear. You can still be infecting other people, you know? So um, I, I, again, I don't, I'm not saying right or left, good or bad. I just think it's very, very shitty timing um, for us to cut, for us to cut funding there. In his defense though, even though we, we have had scares, I think the last one was Ebola, um, we have had scares, right? So it's not like, you know, well, who, who would have thought, right? I mean, history always repeats itself. I mean, every hundred years, there's, there's a major, you know, a major virus or plague, you know, um, and it's like clockwork, which is pretty scary, you know? So we, we don't know, you know, there's no way to know that this was going to happen, right? Mm. So on that, on that side of things, I think it was more innocent, but it, again, it does bring up the question like, man, it's an election year, right? Uh, he cuts the funding and now this, this happens and the way it's spreading so quickly, man, it's, I, I just, I don't know, man. I just feel like there's, and again, I don't want to create to the hysteria. Um, you know, I don't want to create to the panic. I don't just, you know, speaking from my personal point of view, the way it's just spreading so quickly, it's just really fishy to me, man. I, I don't, I've, it's, it's like wildfire, you know, I, I remember it starting in, in Asia and then how, how the hell did Italy get so, and I, and I get it. One person flies over. I, I understand that, but you know, it's just, it's jumping around and it's become a pandemic now, which is again, a worldwide issue. Right. So, uh, I don't know, man, there's just a lot of question marks, a lot of things that, that I don't feel comfortable with. And, and uh, we, we just gotta, you know, make sure we, we keep our head on a swivel, man. We're on our P's and Q's, you know? So you, you opened up a can of worms now. So this, this, this episode is going to have to go longer. Cause I, <laughs> hey, baby, we're flowing, baby. So here's the thing. Um, I'm think as you're talking, I'm, I'm thinking about the potential, you know, could that, could that happen? And of course, anything could happen. Um, but when it comes to Trump, I'm thinking I wouldn't put it past him just because he's kind of an egomaniac. But if he were to do something like that, he would do it with the, this is what I think, in my opinion, he would do it with the uh, intention of making himself look good, look like the hero. In which case, if he were going to put this out and know that the consequences would be what they are, and being that it's an election year, okay, he would have had millions of test kits ready. He would have had all kinds of things ready. He would not have fired his pandemic response team. Mm -hmm. He would have had them ready because then he would have been the star to show, look, Europe is is suffering. China was suffering. Mm -hmm but the U S has their shit together. Look at that. Right. Mm -hmm. And he would get all that glory and he would coast into the reelection into reelection. Now, so far that's not proven to be the case. It's been the exact opposite. Like you said, he fired that, uh, pandemic response team. Yeah. That, yeah. He got rid of that team. Um, and by the way, that's the first I heard of it. I didn't, I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. And, and we know that the testing over there is a, is a shambles. It's a joke. So regarding Italy, I was thinking about that this morning, and I had also a theory about it. I think, first of all, the problem is that this, this shitty virus has an a incubation period of anywhere between two days and two weeks, mm-hmm. meaning you could have it for two weeks and spread it around and not have a sim- before you start feeling symptoms or seeing symptoms. So if you 
assume, okay, let's say in the worst case, you know, a lot of people were carriers and, you know, they, you know, they had a longer incubation. The virus had a longer incubation period when it was in them. Italy is a place that's much like, you know, the Latin American culture. They're, they're very close. They're very touchy. They're very, you know, they do the hugs and the kisses and, you know, mm -hmm. they're very sociable. So I can totally imagine, and this is my opinion, that between long incubation periods and people not knowing they're sick and just living life as they do, that they, they created the perfect condition for this thing to spread and to all of a sudden appear and take off. That's my, that's my guess at why it's blown up in Italy the way it has. However, that being said, what I heard is that we in Germany and, uh, and the UK are about two weeks behind Italy in terms of cases. So the thing spreads slowly, right? And it's moving up. I mean, okay, slowly is relative. I mean, it's going, let's call it step by step. Yeah? Mm. Um, it's definitely making its way north. So the, what, what the question is, Will what happened in Italy happen next in Spain? I mean, today Spain declared a state, declared a state of emergency. They are at 5,000 cases, I think. So we'll see if Italy, if Spain becomes like Italy. And then if in a week or two, if uh, France and maybe Germany or whatever becomes like Spain. And if it, let's see if that's how it goes or if somehow we're able to slow it between the measures that we're taking and maybe, you know, just the fact that people are less, <laughs> it sounds weird to say less sociable, but I think you know what I mean. I get you. That's my theory on how it might, might have blown up in, in Italy and, and Spain is it's on track to, I think, go the same direction. Yeah, man, that's a lot of a lot a lot of good points. And I never really thought about the way they interact with each other. And it's it's very true, you know, very similar to the land community where, you know, again, we're very huggy. You know, they they even do the two kiss thing over there. Yeah. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, right? So double the chances of you getting it. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't on this cheek, but it's on that nah, cheek. Hey, you didn't get it here, but you're gonna get it here. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, I mean it it does it does bring up, you know, some, some really valid points and, and I can see it. I mean, again, I just, at its rate, I'm just, I'm baffled, which is why I feel like I'm, I mean, I don't know if, if they're pumping things through, through vents and office buildings or what, I mean, again, I don't want to, I don't want to be a, <laughs> a Mel Gibson here in conspiracy theory, but um, it's, it's insane, man. It's insane at the pace that it's at. And uh, we definitely got to make sure that, you know, we don't get caught with our pants down, man. You know, obviously don't live your life in fear, guys. You know, I don't ever, you know, I don't think uh, me or you um, ever want to convey that to any of our listeners. Again, if anything, we want to be more informative. Hopefully we can have some jokes and you can enjoy your time with us. Uh, definitely don't live in fear, but be ready. You know, don't be... Don't be that guy that doesn't buy toilet paper. <laughs> uh, you know, you're ready? Don't don't get don't get left out on the cold because I mean I think we can see just in a week um, how fast things turn. You know? Yeah, uh, and be just be 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 careful, be vigilant. I, I I can't tell you how many people I saw just today who were 
cares. They're conducting themselves as if it's in any other day, you know, any other situation, like a normal situation. And that's why this, this shit is spreading the way it is. Yep. It's a confluence of things. Yep. It's the fact that people can travel, you know, from across the world within a day. It's the fact that people are not changing their habits. They're grabbing stuff, you know, with their bare hands and not washing them, their hands and touching their faces. It's, it's, it's the fact that the thing can be in your body for up to two weeks and you're spreading it and not knowing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all of those things is why I think this shit is spreading the way it is. And when I go out and look, knowing what's going on now here in Germany, and I go out today and I see people willy-nilly, bare hands, grabbing, you know, everything like it's all good, you know, coughing, you know, not, you know, in the crook of their arm, but, you know, in the back of their palm or just straight out in the air. Mm -hmm. People are doing that still. So... Yeah, <laughs> very, very irresponsible, man. I would definitely recommend, um, you know, anytime you go out, obviously, if you're going to eat, you should be washing your hands before you eat as an adult. But uh, <laughs> um, before you eat, definitely wash your hands. We already spoke about the, the amount of time you should be doing it. Um, soap is better than antibacterial. Yes. So if you don't have soap, obviously, antibacterial would be a good, you know, second option. Um, but I think in the instant society that we live in, it's a lot easier to just pull out that, you know, antibacterial bottle kind of spread in your hands and think you're good. No, if you have the opportunity to use soap and water, that is the best method of making sure we can kill these germs. Um, and obviously anytime you, you return from the street, you know, again, it's not the way that we typically live. I'm not saying that I typically come home and wash my hands. You know, I don't, I, I make sure to wash my hands before I eat, but if, if things are regular, I just go about my day. But in the, you know, in, in the times that we're in, Again, staying ahead of the curve, doing your part to be part of the solution, not the problem. Make sure that when you come back, you know, from whether it be the park or, or you know, running errands with your family, that you wash your hands. You know, that, that you know, making sure that as well that you're uh, cleaning your, your clothes and washing them regularly as well. Um, the virus can actually live on clothes for six to 12 days. Um, you know, it's, it's a great kind of hub for it to kind of just wow. kind of camp out in. Um, so make sure you're washing your sheets regularly. Make sure you're washing your clothes regularly. Don't use clothes. Uh, you know, don't take a shirt out the hamper that, oh, uh, I didn't really sweat this one out so I can kind of put it on again. Not a good idea, you know, um, in the time that we're living in. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, and again, guys, again, don't live in fear, but just understand where we are. And for the sake of yourself, for the sake of your families, let's make sure that, you know, that we're not, we're not being that guy that's not coughing in the crook of our arm, but exposing it you know (laughs) to the world like we don't have this crazy virus going on right now you know what i mean yeah for sure for sure so with that being said um let's get let's go ahead and wrap this puppy up we'll call this one done i actually wanted to end with a a post that i went ahead and um that i posted but it i i feel like it, it conveys a lot of things that I stand for and, and hopefully, you know, again, man, I'm not, I'm not giving up on mankind. <laughs> no, it's that's my battle. job. <laughs> <laughs> I know, man. And, I, and that's why I love our balance, you know, because I think people can definitely relate to you and, and some can relate to me. Um, but basically what I said is that we need to meet somewhere in the middle. Is the media uh, salivating at the opportunity for a juicy headline? Yes. Are they oversaturating us with information? That's debatable. But none of that changes the fact that this is real and you have to respect it. Don't live in fear, but don't be caught unprepared. 
be part of the solution, not, not the problem. And above all, we need to work together. We are in this together. So don't take more than what you need. Don't overbuy and charge someone 10 times as much for something that they need. Check on your neighbors, friends, and family. Help one another. Don't fall into this animalistic state of mind where it's you against I. We are stronger together any day of the week, twice on Sunday, and God bless us all. You know, so regardless of, of where you, you fall in that spectrum of what I just read, again, I, I don't want to lose sight. Make sure that you're good. Make sure that your family's good first, right? Being helpful and making sure that we can, you know, strike the numbers and, and get, to this, get through this together uh, doesn't mean that you're going to, you know, forget about your responsibilities. You know, your, your family is always your, your top priority. But again, man, don't, don't be part of the problem. You know, don't go and buy, you know, a whole shelf of toilet paper or water if you don't need that much because there's other people that need it. Regardless if your intentions are to sell it or just to stock it and sit on it. You know what I mean? Let's make sure that we're all kind of doing our part to not make this more of an issue, you know, and give ourselves more obstacles because we have enough to deal with, with, with the virus. So when we, when we add, you know, those, those obstacles to it, it just increases the stress level and, and it makes people go even crazier, you know? So um, I definitely wanted to get that in and hopefully people can go ahead and, and gravitate that towards a little bit. Nice. Well, well said, well put. Thank you for that. All right, folks, then uh, we're going to go ahead and wrap this one up. And thank you for joining us, sticking with us for this slightly longer than expected episode. But we hope you all enjoyed it and that you'll tune in uh, next week. when We uh, will be back with another surprise topic. Surprise because we don't yet know what it's going to be either. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see where we're at in the world, man, for sure. Time flies when you're having fun, though, man. Time flies when you're having fun. It don't feel like yes, we're on there for an hour and a definitely. half. Definitely. So hopefully the, the listeners can, can reciprocate that and feel the same way. And we definitely hope you guys enjoyed it. Definitely. And it's our first one. So we, we will we'll be, we'll get better at keeping it uh, focused and, and we'll, we'll cut it down a little bit. You know, I know everybody's in a rush these days. So, yeah. So thanks again for tuning in and uh, we'll catch you again uh, next time. Thanks, guys. Be safe. Cheers.